Welcome to this teaching. You know, uh, these series of, of podcast messages are going to give you what I call the power in His presence. The power in his, the presence of Jesus Christ is the power of life eternal. And today's message is the way of holiness. And I want you to think of yourself as a well, either a dry well or a well that's full of pure water. And what quenches your soul on a dry day after you've thirsted and hungered? I mean, the scriptures are, the whole Bible is about your soul being quenched with the indwelling of Jesus Christ. Because, you know, and I'm going to put these scriptures in you today like this. I mean, Psalms 36 verse 9 says, For with thee is the fountain of life. And in thy light we shall in in thy light we shall see light. So it's a portal of a dimensional door inside your soul. I mean, behold, I give you the power over all the power of the enemy, Jesus tells us. So the living word that quenches your soul unlocks a dimensional door as you testify to the truth. You ever have a problem in your life or a stagnancy? I mean, look, even survivalists tell you, don't drink from a water if you want to survive in a, in a puddle that's just still water sitting there. There could be all sorts of toxins and garbage in there. Rather, you need to filter it or through a, a, a living, moving stream is how the water of life quenches your soul. So the living gospel of Jesus... He is alive. And if he's alive in you, you know, there's another scripture that says, he that believes on me has everlasting life. That's what Jesus said. But to have that everlasting life, he just can't be stillborn in you. He just can't be stagnant in your life as a crusty old loaf of bread that just grows in the corner and you don't pay any attention to it. You'll start to rot and die. The other scripture that Jesus spoke concerning this was, you know, he that believes on me, as the scriptures have said, out of his belly, out of your belly, shall flow the rivers of living waters. So this life is a dynamic life that's always flowing in his peace. And how does that flow through you? I mean, God's our refuge, the Bible says. For you that are looking for a way out of your sins and to be healed, better yet for breakthroughs that try to live this miracle life, if, you have a, if you've had a long drought season, but you've been vigilant and sober, you've repented of all that other stuff and you live faithfully, he's our strength. He, the scriptures say, is a very present help in trouble. So, this water of the fountain of the life that flows through you freely, you'll have peace in that presence. It's like when the seas are, are storming and Jesus was asleep and they marveled at his, what's he doing back there resting? And when he stood up as they were fretting and fearing. He just, told, he just told the winds to be calm, peace be still. 
And they went back to, to sleep. When the disciples were laboring in, in the sea and the, the storm was coming, they, and they were fruitless in their labors, okay? They all of a sudden saw Jesus coming and, and walking on the water. In other words, his dimensional presence gives you power to overcome or to levitate, to break through, to rise up against and over all the circumstances, the sea of trouble of mankind and, and his sinful nature. You actually get indwelt in Christ when you confess him. And, you know, you overcome. Time traveling, being quickened in the Holy Ghost is in this world, but not of it. And you overcome the world through being sanctified in His truth. So there is a river, there is a stream, the streams whereof that shall make glad the city of God, the holy place of the tabernacles of the Most High. God is in the midst of her, she shall not be moved. God shall help her in that right early. Now, it sounds like a New Testament saying. Now, Jesus was already paid the price and was crucified and resurrected from the dead, then gave his omnipresent Holy Spirit to dwell in all of us and be everywhere at one time, but yet be the singular God. But no, that's actually 1,500 years before Jesus paid the price. They looked on towards salvation of the Holy One. And she shall not be moved is referring to the bride of Christ or the glorified church of Jesus. They looked for that city that was set on a hill. They saw it in the spirit afar off. But now that city that's set on a hill, which can't be easily hid, is supposed to be you. That's the presence of the light of the glory of God. That's the presence of my God who commanded the light to shine out of darkness to shine in our hearts to give us the light and the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. So your countenance will start to manifestly change as Christ himself in the Holy Ghost starts to appear in and through you. And you live your life through him. So, you know, this was actually an Old Testament scripture about the spiritual river of God flowing through you. And as you, as you search the scriptures and go throughout, the parable of God using nature is really the parable of your nature, your earthen vessel. Your living presence that has a soul in it that needs to be filled with the water of life. I mean, the lovely scriptures of the Song of Solomon talks about the beauty of holiness, the way of holiness of both Christ and his bride. Part of that beauty is like looking up on the, on the guard, just full of flowers. Song, Solomon's Song, chapter 4, verse 15, says a fountain, a garden of gardens. 
a well of living waters in streams from Lebanon. Awake, O north wind, and come, come thou south, blow upon my garden. In other words, the Holy Ghost, the essence of beauty. The scriptures before that talk of the smell of the Holy Spirit of paradise. The presence of God has a scent of such beauty and holiness. The plants, let's read a couple of these. Verse 13 says the plants are an orchard of pomegranates with pleasant fruits. Campfire and spikenard, spikenard and saffron, calamus and cinnamon. With all trees of frankincense, myrrh and aloes, with all the chief spices. So when you start to combine in you the prosperity of Jesus Christ and his pure holy light shining forth from you, your body gets sanctified with his presence as you confess and testify to that loveliness of God. And then people can see, not just see you different, but they can smell the presence of God in that cleanliness, that holiness, and that love. And I'm not talking about when you're detoxing from from living in this world, because you're going through the swell at times, and you got to stay healthy. And for the net, for one of our lessons, I can certainly talk about that. Because we're talking about the flourishing of Christ's kingdom of heaven and his person in you. I mean, in that flow of life, listen to this from the Old Testament in the book of Isaiah. Isaiah 35, 4 says, Say to them that are of a fearful heart, Be strong, fear not. Behold, your God will come with vengeance, even God with a recompense. He's, he's the sure reward of recompense of righteousness. He will come and save you. The eyes of the blind shall be open, and the ears of the deaf shall be unstopped. Now you go into the parables of Christ, and you go into the Holy Ghost of the Scriptures, that open the blind eye to see. It's your spirit man that comes alive with the confession of Christ and invites him in. And then the Holy Ghost, by his spirit, does he reveal himself and the Father. And that's pretty amazing. Because I and my Father are one. And if you've seen me, Jesus said, you have seen the Father. He went on furthermore to just tell... Not only disciples, you know, be of good cheer, for I have already overcome the world. But once he paid the price and was crucified and resurrected on the third day and reappeared, prior to that, he told his apostles and he told us, I will show you plainly of the Father. Verse 6 says, Then should the lame man leap as a heart, and the tongue of the dumb sing. He inhabits the praise of his people. For in the wilderness shall waters break out in the streams in the desert. You know, I shall make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. You have a drought in your life. You have, a, you have an impossible circumstance. You're lonely. You're broke. You're broken. You're afraid. You've been used up, spent out. Haven't even started yet. Jesus Christ is your answer. Now, he works in decent and perfect order. 
in your patience you possess your soul, but the fruit of your lips will quench your soul because if you give, it shall be given back to you. I mean, this is just all his word. If you take him at his word and stand in him and testify of him of the fruitful bough, your life will produce fruit. If you don't, you can wither up and die, just like he cursed the fig tree that didn't produce fruit. But, you know, Isaiah 41 says this, And thou shalt glory in the Holy One of Israel. Verse 17 then says, When the poor and needy seek water, and there is none, and their tongue faileth for thirst. I mean, you can look around, you can think the government, you can think better education, you can think working harder, the sweat of the brow, that's the curse. Or you can stand upright, see the salvation of the Lord, and have some courage about yourself, and testify the truth. And here's the truth. I, the Lord, will hear you. And I, the God of Israel, will not forsake them. Verse 18 says, I will open the rivers in high places, and fountains in the midst of the valley. I will make the wilderness a pool of water, in the dry land springs of water. I will plant in the wilderness, and it goes on. In other words, you speak the word in your life. If you've got a problem, it's because you're not standing and manifesting Jesus Christ with your mouth, your life, your habits, in your heart, in your eye gates. That's why Jesus says, Produce your cause, saith the Lord. Bring your strong reasons, saith the King of Jacob. You want to turn this, this blight into bounty in your life? All your sacrifices, all your losses, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and you've been made an overcomer with the word of your testimony. It's either 100% the truth or... Make the tree, make it good or make it evil. You're known by the fruit that you bear. Well, listen to this. Isaiah 48, 17 says, Thus saith the Lord, thy Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel, he wants to redeem you out of that bondage. Just like the whole Bible's penned for being snatched out of slavery, out of bondage of the devil, out of bondage to the flesh, out of oppression and tyranny, where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. Thy Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel, the Lord God, which teaches you the prophet, which leads you by the way that thou should go. Well, that's the right way. Straight is that path, narrows the gate that leads unto life. Few there be that find it, but what if you find it? What if you find him and be found of him? You're going to go return the weak and beggarly elements out there desiring to be again in bondage? Whoa. And they thirsted not when he led them through the desert. He's going all the way back. He caused the waters to flow to the rock for them. He claved the rock also, and the waters gushed out. Thus saith the Lord, the Redeemer of Israel, and his Holy One, 
to whom to him whom man despises to him whom the nation abhors to a servant of rulers kings shall see and arise princes also shall worship because of the Lord that is faithful and the Holy One of Israel and he shall choose thee I have chosen thee out of the furnace of affliction and for my own sake he says I'll do it I've refined you but now with silver I've chosen thee in the furnace of affliction He's not going to give his glory to another. Now, all those scriptures are in the Old Testament. Thus saith the Lord, in an acceptable time I have heard you. In the day of salvation have I helped you. And I will preserve you and give thee for a covenant of the people to establish the earth to cause to inherit the desolate heritages. You want more? And I'll make all my mountains away, and my highways shall be exalted. Sing, O heavens, and be joyful, O earth, and break, break forth in the singing, O mountains. For the Lord has comforted his people and has mercy on his afflicted. And the way of holiness is Peace, love, joy, liberty, healing, comfort, invincibility, perfect, salvation, forgiveness, repentance, prosperity, soul, riches, and glory. And it's in his light, is in his presence. And in his presence is his peace. And in his peace is his power. And in his power is his love and in his love is invincibility and you can take comfort that your dying nature dies and yields to his holy nature the way of holiness leads you and guides you into this path now I'll close with this Jesus said, search the scriptures. For all your curiosity, people that just can't take them in his word. As it's written, though. For in them you think ye have eternal life. And they are they which testify me. The whole living Bible is penned for the man, God, Christ. The Messiah, the anointed of God. The Savior of the whole world. The King of the Jews. It also says, you won't, and you will not come to me that you might have life. Jesus said, I, might, I came that you might have life and that more abundantly. He's the God of the living, not the dead. There is an eternity. And he wants you to live forever. So if you receive the revelation of Jesus Christ, you can feel and see just a little bit of this. I mean, John the Revelator said, he, in the book of Revelations, he said, I was in the Spirit on the Lord's day and heard behind me a great voice as of a trumpet. God's Word. He always speaks to you very clearly.
He manifests to you very clearly. He is a pure light. Now that doesn't mean you're not going to see a bunch of other crazy things. But if you're in the Holy Ghost, it's because it's drawn out like the dross and the silver. As the heat or the presence of God is turned up seven levels. I mean, his head and his hair were white like wool in verse 14. as white as snow. And his eyes were as a flame of fire. And his feet like into fine brass. As if they burned in a furnace. That's the anointing of God when you feel the heat. And it purges out, backs off, dethrones demons, heals the sick, cleanses the leper, raises the dead, and translates you into heavenly places. And his voice is the sound of many waters. Finally, you know, when you get a glimpse into heaven, you see this great cloud of witnesses. I want you to leave today's message refreshed in the knowledge of the truth. I want you to look into heaven. I want you to seek the heavenly vision. Paul said, I was not disobedient to the heavenly vision. And after Jesus Christ appeared to him, he wasn't the same old fellow. He wasn't mired down in the, the laws and blind. The veil was taken away when Christ appears. You sober up real quick to the truth. You're clear-minded. You have peace of mind. And if you're heavy burdened, all you that labor and are heavy burdened, come unto me and I'll give you rest. You find rest for your souls in Jesus as he reveals his self to you, to get to know him. And this is what he wants for you. They, they shall hunger no more, neither thirst no more, neither shall the sun light on them, nor any heat. For the Lamb which is in the midst of the throne shall feed them and shall lead them in the living fountains of waters. And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes. Travail is beautiful. That's part of washing the guilt, hurt, pain, loss, impossibilities out. The darkest hours right before the dawn. But Jesus is that healing balm of the anointed presence into the sons of oil. And we'll close with this. And he showed me a pure river of water of life. That's Revelations 22, 1. Clear as crystal proceeding out of the throne of God and of the Lamb. In the midst of the street of it. And on either side of the river was there the tree of life which bare twelve manners of fruits and yielded her fruit inexhaustible supply, now and forever. In the leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nations. And there is no more curse. But the throne of God and of the Lamb shall be in it, and his servants shall serve him, and they shall see his face. And his name shall be in their foreheads. In case you're, you're, you're looking for the name of Christ in a believer or a son's or a person's forehead, it's the light of his presence. It's his face of his presence.
It's the manifestation of his omnipresence. I hope today that this, this message quenched your soul. Better yet, I hope you take this pitcher of living water and go pour it into a dry place and focus your life in being restored in Jesus. And pour this on others. You know, the sower sows the seed. And the seed's the word of God. And you will start to have fruit bearing to your account. Remember, to him that has, more should be given, Jesus said. To him that has, not even what he does have is taken away. Break the yoke in your life today. Be inspired to stand up and seek God's presence. And you too will start your journey in the way of holiness into his fountains of living waters. Have a beautiful day.